Johnson House Theory Realty. You may not right now at this moment need any advice or need someone to help you through the selling of your home or buying of the home. At some point, there's a very good chance you will. And if not you, someone you know that will look to you for advice. Maybe it's a friend that posts on social media. Who knows a good realtor? And then 80 different people throw out 80 different names, half of which the people have never actually even used, but it's a cousin or a sister-in-law or a friend of theirs that's doing it on the side to make a little walking around money, supplement the income. Um, Remember Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. It will be the greatest advice you've ever accepted or provided to someone else. She does an incredible job. You can just read the reviews of people who've used her. I've used her. Sarah's used her. So many of you have used her. Use our community in order to get the absolute best. And if you think to yourself, maybe it's a year down the road, you're like, oh, I forgot Emily Johnson, right? But is it, what is it? Just go to ksgf.com, Nick's endorsements. You'll find her there. We've covered a couple of revelations. We're going to have one other revelation regarding the latest in Israel and the fight against terrorism and so forth. And uh, one of them, I, I think it's actually encouraging, was a Washington Free Beacon piece, and it noted the turnaround from the support of Israel from Arabs living in Israel versus what has occurred with previous attacks. Generally in the past when Hamas... Uh, has launched terrorist attacks against Israel, though not in quite the scale that we saw on October 7th, that Arabs living in Israel have supported Hamas. That has switched around. A majority, we're talking 70% thereabouts, of Arabs living in Israel are saying enough is enough. The you know Hamas can go stick it. They're the bad guys. And Israel, this is, this is good. This is the freedom. This is the democracy. This is where good this is where people should be. This is the sort of life people should have. And unfortunately, we don't know that. Our news doesn't report that. But that that's that is a fantastic revelation. Less fantastic the revelation that at least six individuals that are fundraisers or have been fundraisers for Congresswoman Sharita Talib. Uh, are either tied to or are actual members of terrorist organizations like Hamas. And yesterday, over 100 congressional staffers with instructions to turn off their phones or don't bring them with them to evade detection and get rid of any sort of identifying markings to wear masks went outside the Capitol to demand the Gaza requested, sorry, the Hamas requested ceasefire. These are congressional staffers. And I think we could all just ballpark guess which party they belong to. There are reports that there were actually some journalists that knew ahead of time about the terrorist attack that was to be launched and were embedded with Hamas so that they could document it. So this would be tantamount to standing outside the World Trade Center buildings because you were given a heads up by the terrorists that we're going to fly planes into the towers. And you thought, I'm not going to say anything because I want to get a good story. Or perhaps I even sympathize with them. 
Red State, one of the outlets reporting this, the Hamas terror attack inside Israel October 7th delivered jarring news of the violence inflicted on the Jewish citizenry. The barbarism was made more horrific when images emerged from the Hamas attackers who recorded their heinous accomplishments on cameras, phones, and body cams. This all fed into the global revulsion as we learned of the scope of their attack and the planning that went into the surge. Now we're getting details that add to the level of inhumanity. It has come to light that several photojournalists might have either been given advance word of this plot or could have even been embedded with the Hamas attackers on that that uh, day of the terrorist attack. The staff at Honest Reporting combed through attributed images of the day's events as reported in Western news media outlets, and they looked into the names of photojournalists from two major newswires who appear to have had unique access to Hamas activities that morning. On October 7th, Hamas terrorists were not the only ones who documented the war crimes that it committed during the deadly rampage across southern Israel. Some of their atrocities were captured by Gaza-based photojournalists working for the Associated Press and Reuters, news agencies whose early morning presence at the breached border area raises serious ethical questions. Those questions are rather grave. How much did these reporters know about the coming attacks and what notice, if any, did they give? Was any authority notified once they saw the level of the criminal activities? And what about the news outlets as they worked to publish the captured image? How much notice of involvement were they given? And why was there no mention of the amount of coordination between the photojournalists for the Associated Press and Reuters and the terrorists? Daily Caller has a, a story as well. CNN AP photographer share uh, CNN AP photographer shares a kiss with Hamas terror attack architect and unearthed photos. The photojournalist for CNN AP receiving the peck on the cheek from the head of the Hamas terrorist group, according to newly reported photos. The photo shared by the Washington Free Beacon writer Noah Pollock and honest reporting show photographer Hassan Eslea on the receiving end of a kiss by Hamas leader Yahya Sinwar. Palak reported that Sinwar helped mastermind the October 7th attacks on Israel, which resulted in over 1,000 dead, 200 held hostage. A search of the photojournalist's name on the AP website revealed that he has taken dozens of photos in Gaza on behalf of the outlet. He was also apparently on the ground in Gaza during the October 7th attacks. Photos used by CNN through the AP show. And of course, it, the central theme of this one is how cozy he was that here he is arm in arm getting a friendly kiss on the cheek from the architect of the terrorist attack in Israel on October 7th. So we've gotten to the point now where it has apparently gone beyond the mere propaganda for Hamas by some of these news outlets to the appearance that some of them knew about it ahead of time and went along for the ride. If not, they just got one hell of a scoop that individuals that were so close with the architect of the terrorist attack that there are photos of him embraced, getting a friendly kiss on the cheek, that that individual just perhaps happened to be there at one of the breach points when it occurred. That would be one hell of a coincidence, wouldn't it? And you know what? 
there's a very good chance, given the awards we watch passed out for the fake Russian collusion stories, that he'll get some sort of award for it. Latest news update. Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Luna. The biggest annual fundraiser of the year for Boys and Girls Club of the Ozarks is getting ready to begin in Branson. The 11th annual Thanks for Giving Gala is taking place tonight at the Branson Convention Center. The club provides a place for kids to come after school until their parents can pick them up. This gala tonight raises money to be able to help those kids with things like academics and character building. Every year, there's a guest speaker, and tonight, Amberly Snyder will be giving a speech. Now to a follow-up on our election coverage, voters rejected a measure to create a formal partnership with the Bolivar School District and Ozarks Technical Community College. The partnership would have allowed Bolivar residents to attend OTC at a discounted rate, but it also came with a tax levy increase that many oppose. The future of a new OTC campus in Bolivar is now up in the air. The superintendent says it would be another year before voters could see the measure on the ballot again because of how the law is written. From Color 10 News, I'm Angela Luna. First alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Cloudy, slight chance of afternoon showers. High today of 57. Slight chance of rain 40 tonight. Sunny 61 tomorrow coming up. We'll have some audio from the debate last night. Also, Donald Trump having his own rally, and he was on a roll at one point. I mean, he had the nicknames going out there. He's hitting Nikki Haley. He's hitting Adam Schiff. He's hitting Nancy Pelosi. He was a, you know, sometimes Trump, maybe, this is, I I perceive this at times, where you, he he seems to just really be enjoying him. He's having a genuinely good time. There was an event, I recall, prior to the election, and I, we talked about it. There, He was at an event, and it was snowing out. It was very cold, or it was spitting snow, if I remember right. There was some sort of precipitation, and there was some video that had gone viral, and it was in the context of the campaign. I think it was probably making fun of Joe Biden or something, and they played it on the big screen, and he was laughing, and you could t- – I mean, it was a – you just – you could see this guy and you're thinking this guy, he's genuinely just having fun. And you got a bit of that sense last night when he's ripping off these different uh, nicknames for some of these individuals, which he, of course, does quite often. Uh, but you, you got the sense that he was just really enjoying himself at points last night. So we'll have some of that audio. The American Transmissions Talk at text line 447-KSGF. Thank you. Avis, the car rental company, the holidays are coming up. And if you are planning on doing any type of holiday travel and you are wanting to do a short term rental, right now is a great time to give my friends over at Avis, the car rental company, a call. Make sure to get that vehicle booked before it's too late. And while you're there, I also recommend that you check out Avis's long term rental program. Now, this program, they created it to bridge the gap between buying a vehicle and leasing a vehicle. It's great if you're going to be in the market anytime soon uh, and you're thinking about purchasing a new vehicle but you want to have a longer test drive before you go ahead and make that commitment. The great thing about the long-term rental program is you have no trips to the DMV, you don't have to worry about vehicle maintenance, and if you do get into a vehicle that you realize, you know, this is just not working out for me and my family, you can swap out vehicles 
every couple of months if you wish to do so. Now, I recommend if you are wanting to do either a short-term rental or you want more information on that long-term rental program, swing by the Avis store here in Springfield. It's located off of Fort and Sunshine. Speak to Lauren. And of course, you can find all of the contact information for Avis under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. Last night's debate, five GOP candidates in Florida, Trump holding a rally just miles away. We'll get to that in a moment. On stage, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, Tim Scott, Chris Christie. Chris Christie actually not the one grabbing the headlines for um, the jabs or bombastic statements. It's mostly reserved for Nikki Haley and Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek at one point nuking not just the media, but the RNC. I mean, just ripping the RNC. It's clear he is he really is targeting and trying to tap into the Trump supporter that has not only a great distaste for the media, but the Republican Party establishment itself, uh, including the RNC. And that came out last night, and this is... Um, his uh, comments, Lester Holt, NBC, was the, the main moderator uh, throughout the event last night. And here's Vivek Ramaswamy hitting him. The RNC is just sort of nuking everyone. Swami, let me turn to you. Uh, please make your case. Why would you, uh, why should you be the nominee and not the former president? I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here. And I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We a cancer in the Republican establishment. Speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Kristen Welker here, you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Kristen, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you and the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Ross, this is how we get our country back. We need accountability because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with the Hunter Biden laptop story. Mr. And they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Accountability. Let me turn That's to Governor, Governor Christie. Why you? All right. So you can see there where he's and it's been noted for the duration of his campaign. He has been very deliberate in not criticizing Trump. And of course, this the, the question was set up to pit them against Trump, but it's a legitimate question. Trump, clearly the front runner status, it doesn't even really necessarily encompass the reality of what is going on. Trump is the inevitable by as inevitable as inevitability can be. And so to ask them, you know, why, why you instead of him, that's a legitimate question to ask. 
Ramaswamy, if you notice, immediately was like, that's not the problem. Here's the problem. The problem's the RNC. The problem, and and while he pivots to the media, his point is the entire reason they're sitting there and being subject to questions by left-wing activists are because the RNC made the decision for them to do so. And it's one thing if you're talking about a general debate. And in a general debate, you're going to, you should either try and find someone that is balanced, that has the ability to conduct themselves in a balanced way, or you get somebody from a left-wing outlet and somebody from a right-wing outlet, and you, you balance it that way. But the point here, and I think that Republicans have become so accustomed to the media being biased, they don't realize the unnecessary absurdity of the Republican primary debates and the RNC choosing left-wing activists to moderate these things. What sense does that make? What are they thinking? They're not, unless in their mind somehow they think that, well, we'll get Democrat voters to watch, and if their people are the ones asking the questions, maybe we can win some over, which I don't even want to begin to think that that's their motivation because it's so foolish and naive why would you not who who is it that your voters trust who is it that your voters connect with because they as journalists understand what it is that your voters are thinking about and what your voters care about it was 90 minutes in this debate before they even talked about illegal immigration or immigration border security which is a top issue for republicans Why would you not have a Tucker Carlson? Why would you not have a a, um, Ben Shapiro? Democrats, they serve, I mean, of course, they get their own during the general debates anyhow. But do you think that they would have Greg Gutfeld, of all people, moderate their primary debates of course they're not going to why republicans continue to do that? and it's the leadership these are decisions that are being made for reasons that nobody expects them to or requires them to answer for and as he's noted and i if you listen to this program recognize that i note on consistent occasion for all of these people pointing the finger at trump and blaming him for these election losses and while he does inject himself into the elections the fact of the matter is the republican party the rnc exists there is leadership there the senate republicans have a leader in the name of mitch mcconnell the republicans in the house had kevin mccarthy these people need to take some responsibility because if it's not them if they're position is, well, we can't really be responsible for what happens with the party because of Donald Trump, then there need to be new people in charge of the party. I know that these folks, um, you know, they, they watch debate tapes of past debates, and I wanted to play audio for you just because, one, it was spectacular, but it was actually from the 2020, the 2012 race. And when I listened to Vivek Ramaswamy, it reminded me of Newt Gingrich. And CNN was hosting a Republican primary debate. Romney, Santorum, Gingrich, you had this crew on there. And there was, you know, Democrats were out there circulating these, this story about his ex-wife claiming that he wanted an open marriage and so forth. And that's what they opened with. 
That was that's what they opened the debate with a question to Newt Gingrich about it. And it was always one of my very favorite and I think most effective responses during a debate to a left wing activist as a host. And Vivek last night reminded me of that moment. And so I pulled it up to play it for you. And this is that 2012 moment with Newt Gingrich. Perfectly smoked chicken. If you okay, like that, that clearly you is, know, your ex-wife gave an interview to ABC News and another interview at The Washington Post. And this story has now gone viral on the Internet. In it, she says that you came to her in 1999 at a time when you were having an affair. She says you asked her, sir, to enter into an open marriage. Would you like to take some time to respond to that? No. But I will. I think, I think the destructive, vicious, negative nature of much of the news media makes it harder to govern this country, harder to attract decent people to run for public office. And I am appalled that you would begin a presidential debate on a topic like that. in here knows personal pain. Every person in here has had someone close to them go through painful things. To take an ex-wife and make it two days before the primary, a significant question in a presidential campaign, is as close to despicable as anything I can imagine. My, my two daughters... My two daughters wrote the head of ABC and made the point that it was wrong, that they should pull it. And I am frankly astounded that CNN would take trash like that and use it to open a presidential debate. As you noted, Mr. Speaker, this story did not come from our network. As you also know, it is the subject of conversation on the campaign. I'm not, I John, get your point. I take your point. John, it was repeated by your network. You chose to start the debate with it. Don't try to blame somebody else. You and your staff chose to start this debate with it. Now, let me be quite clear. Let me be quite clear. The story is false. Every personal friend I have who knew us in that period says the story was false. We offered several of them to ABC to prove it was false. They weren't interested because they would like to attack any Republican. They're attacking the governor. They're attacking me. I'm sure they'll presently get around to, to Senator Santorum and Congressman Paul. I am tired of the elite media protecting Barack Obama by attacking Republicans. That was 2012. Uh, and uh, Newt Gingrich there, of course, you heard the exchange. The the the. The attack that Vivek launched, um, in really primarily it was, again, at the RNC, but utilizing the media and the usage of uh, left-wing activists in the media as a point to illustrate how off-base and problematic the RNC is. But it was, I don't know, it's just one of those moments that you felt like oh, it just really broke through and resonated. And, I, I, and those things don't oftentimes happen, particularly with Republican primaries. And if you notice, it tends to be whenever the candidate is honing in on what the, quote, real problem is, which is oftentimes, of course, 
uh, the media. We're going to take a break. Want to continue more? We've got uh, we've got uh, what the big takeaway moment. Uh, Nikki Haley calling Vivek Ramas or Vivek Ramaswamy a scum. And uh, there is one portion, an exchange between Lester Holt and Tim Scott I wanted to play also. All that coming up. American Transmissions Talk at text line 447-KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. A1 Custom Car Care, all of those car care needs. We're getting back to the more reasonable for this time of year weather. We've had these warm days. Uh, tomorrow, the high 61, wind chill around 37. And, of course, as we get into... Uh, eventually December and January, February, we know your vehicle. You need to make sure that it's ready for winter. Um, The harsh weather can be the breaking point for a lot of components of your vehicle that are the difference between whether it starts or not or whether while you're driving it, it just stops. And that is not whether you want to be stranded in A1 Custom Car Care. Uh, Even if it's not making a special appointment, next time you go in and have that oil change or whatever it is, ask them about that. All right. Better to be prepared. And generally, I know it's never fun to do the preventative stuff to spend money on that. But man, it, you know, can save you a lot of money. A1 Custom Car Care. First alert forecast, color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Slight chance of afternoon showers today, high of 57, 40 tonight with a slight chance of rain, sunshine 61 tomorrow. To the point that Vivek Ramaswamy made and highlighting the real problems at the RNC and the fact that here, you know, once again, you have a Republican debate and they choose to have left-wing activists host it, which is what these media people are. They're left-wing activists. And to illustrate that point, I want you to listen as... Tim Scott is answering a question from Lester Holt about um, inflation and and what what is it that you would do if you're elected president in order to tackle this problem? Second is the high tech manufacturing. And the third is the energy economy. We have an opportunity as Americans to actually export the surplus energy that we create in our nation and disconnect from China and from murderous dictators and tyrants around the world. Your time is up, but let me just follow up. The idea of pumping gas, of of turning on pipelines, that doesn't put, make gas cheaper that day. I'm talking about you become president. What can you do specifically to help people feel better about their situation or be better with their situation? Well, Well, actually it does, to be honest with you. The way that the economy works is it works on the ability to anticipate excess supply versus the demand. All right, now there's a lot about this, but to, to the the overriding point, and this is the problem with the RNC having left-wing activists moderate these debates, is what he did is here before a national audience, this is Lester Holt, and by the way, he's very wrong, we're going to get to that in a moment, he asked a very important policy question. Right now, what's one of the biggest issues with the average American? It's inflation. What are you going to do about it? And when he get and he gives a number of answers, I started part of the way through because I wanted to get to this point in particular where he talks about energy. And Lester Holt, to the world, to everyone watching, to all the voters, is telling them what he's saying isn't true. So he's asking, what is your answer? What is it you're going to do in order to make it easier for people to bring down these prices or to slow down inflation. And one of the areas he talks about is energy independence. And Lester Holt's like, well, that won't work, though. That is left-wing activism. Now, the second point, and Tim Scott, and he went on to elaborate more, 
is that, yes, that does make a difference immediately. Maybe not that exact day. It's called speculation. It is looking to the future. Maybe if Lester Holt had any sort of background in uh, business ownership or management, he would understand these things. In fact, one of the reasons that gas prices, of course, we were watching inflation occur. And then on top of that, there was additional cost because of what was going on with Russia. And, and then there was a period of time a lot of people could not understand. It was like, well, why are gas prices coming down? And what had occurred was the prices had spiked up beyond Biden's inflation because of the talk of sanctions. And it was believed because of those sanctions that Russia, there would be less oil in the marketplace, that people would not be buying oil from Russia. And so because they speculated there would be less oil in the marketplace, that was going to cause prices to go up. So the prices were rising because of that. Well, the sanctions didn't do any good, and Russia was still selling oil to China and India. And so eventually those prices came down. So the point being is, yeah, the, recognizing what is going to happen tomorrow does make a difference before the actual events occur. The fact that Lester Holt is one of your, the faces of NBC, is supposed to be a trusted individual when it comes to providing information. And here he lacks the very basic knowledge about something like the economy in this capacity. Or he knows and he's lying. Secondly, what a dumbass uh, 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 pretense anyway for the whole thing, or or premise rather. No, I mean the exact first day, the day you're sworn in. I want to know, what are you going to do? What could the president do on the very first day? The the, the level of the stupidity? Well, I mean, yeah, you could do that, but on the day one, that's not really going to drop the gas. Oh, so you really literally, within that very day, sworn in. Let's see, what's the swearing in takes place one or two in the afternoon, so I don't even have 24 hours. And are we talking close of business by five? So you're giving me four hours. You want to know within four hours the, the level of stupidity of that question? After the... Next traffic update here. We'll play the Vivek Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley, you're a scum audio. And then Donald Trump at his rally miles away from the debate. All that next. I'm Nick Reed. A couple of our new friends from Lunch Bunch yesterday. There was a discussion about Chiefs fans and one of the others. They're like, oh, yeah, I mean, they're all about Chiefs all the time. I talk so often about garage experts and the benefits to having not just a customized storage, but be it in your home or a business, but my garage, for example, I picked the color scheme for the epoxy flooring that got laid down. And there, there's so many actual benefits uh, beyond the aesthetics of it. What's one of the number one damage causes of damage in a home? Like fire, right? But what's the other? Water. You hear that all the time. Water damage, moisture damage that can be absolutely devastating to a home. And that um, that that flooring that Garage Experts lays down, that's a moisture barrier. So that's huge right there. But if you're a Chiefs fan, imagine opening that garage door and it just screams Chiefs because you have picked those colors. You can do that. 
There's hundreds and hundreds of different color schemes from which you can choose. And, of course, I thought of that yesterday given the talk about, oh, yeah, huge Chiefs fans. And that way you can really express that, feel it, love it. You could get one of the, you could get a projector out there, turn it into your man cave if you wanted to, get the cars out, have your buddies over, you're drinking beer, watching on the projector, and your entire flooring screaming chief. Be pretty awesome. Garage experts under Nick's endorsements, KSGF.com. All right, there was a um, one of the, the previous debates. Nikki Haley really hit at TikTok. China, a big concern. All Republicans agree they're an issue. There's a lot of discussion about how to deal with their propaganda and their control of TikTok. Nikki Haley had hit at Vivek because of his usage of TikTok in that context. And he clearly had planned to respond to it as he did in this debate. And she responded back. TikTok. How do you get TikTok banned if you use it? Well, I I, want to laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters propping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. The easy answer. That's everything. You're a scum. You're a scum. Do you think that was legit for him to, to mention her daughter in that? Well, what I mean, was your first thought? Your... I, I mean, here's the deal: she was going on about TikTok, and yeah, that was I'm I'm um, I'm forgiving on it. Um, I don't know how I feel. Here's why: it's one thing if, let's say, you know, your daughter did something, your kid did something, and just out of the blue with no connection to anything that's being debated, you're like, well, you don't know how to be a good mom. You know, your kid gets a, I don't know, runs over pedestrians or whatever, and you just decide to bring it up or, or you criticize their personal life out of the blue, right, randomly. To me, I think most people are like, what the hell, what are you bringing their kids into it for? But he was, you know, she she did hit him about TikTok. Like she was saying, uh, basically how irresponsible it is to be utilizing TikTok, and he notes that well, your daughter uses it. I mean, what? Are, I think it's kind of fair game. How old's her daughter? I have no idea. See that but I don't see, know. That explanation that you had—that is exactly how I felt. Yeah, about it. yeah. So I, I, the subject matter definitely is fair territory, and is she did, if she was talking about her daughter, and then he responded, then definitely it's fair game because she brings her daughter up. She didn't, she's but she 25. brought up. She's twenty-five. So on one hand, the, the daughter is an adult, um, and it is in the context of something she's critical. I don't know. It's kind of like criticizing hunter biden now much much different hunter biden illegal and joe's using him and so forth so there are there are a lot of differences i don't want to get too deep into it but i don't know to me it's not as she did that indignant you keep her name out of your mouth sort of the will smith thing and and uh you scumbag and i'm like listen i can understand you be but at the same you did kind of open the door for that a bit uh, all right, coming up, Donald Trump. He was on a roll last night at the same time, miles away, and he had the nicknames. He had one for Nikki Haley. He was hitting on Adam Schiff. 
He got Nancy Pelosi in there. All that next. Sarah Myers, everyone. Thank you. Well, quick draw gun in Monette. They love to give back as much as they can, and especially to our veterans, first responders. And so uh, in honor of Veterans Day, they are giving free bottles of gun oil to all veterans that stop by the shop this week. So if you are a veteran, you're needing some gun oil, I recommend that you take a trip down there to Monette Quick Draw Gun. And while you're down there, especially if you are a procrastinator, uh, definitely recommend uh, hunting season is among us ammo restock or maybe you are looking to add to your firearm collection or maybe you are wanting to purchase your first ever firearm you have a lot of questions uh, the fine folks down there at quick draw gun in Monet are always happy to help you with all of those needs now if you are wanting to take a trip down there I recommend you head over to ksgf.com click on the Sarah's endorsements tab there you will find their shop hours their actual physical location address um, a small little video that I made a couple weeks ago when I was chit-chatting with Brad and his team, uh, plus so much more. And so all of that is found under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at KSGF.com. While the debate was occurring yesterday, Donald Trump speaking at a rally and among other things, he talks about his poll numbers. He talks about Nikki Haley. He was on a bit of a roll with the names last night. We're proud to see that these great numbers are led by surging support from Hispanic Americans, African Americans, and young people. How about that? In the primary, we're leading the field with an average of 61% for Trump. And you have about, what, seven or eight candidates left? I think they're at a debate tonight. Nobody's talking about it. Everybody's watching. So it's 61% for your favorite president, me, and 10% for Rhonda Sanctimonious, and 7% for Birdbrain. You know Birdbrain? I will never run against him. He is a great president. I will never, ever run against him, said Birdbrain. I will not run against him. He was one of the greatest presidents in the history of our country, and then... About three months later, she goes, I've decided to run. This This is the craziest business politic. They said to me at one point, who's worse, business people or politicians? And I said, because this was very early, and I said, definitely business people are worse. Then after about three or four months of Russia, 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 uh, pencil neck Adam Schiff. <laughs> he's got the smallest neck I've ever seen. It's like... It's like the size of a finger. I don't know how it holds up his head, which is oversized. I don't know how it holds it up. It's like a miracle. It's an engineering marvel. Adam, Adam Shifty Ship. But after dealing with Pelosi, who's crazy, by the way, she's nuts. After dealing with all of these people that I had to deal with, with the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, every hoax that you could imagine, I say, I called up the people that I said, I think business is the worst, because that was very early. That was like my first week I said that. And I said, I'm changing my mind. The worst people, the worst by far, are politicians. They are far away. They're more deceptive. They're liars. They're much more disloyal. So I give the business people, I, I will tell you, you're much nicer and much kinder and much softer than politicians. I love well, the engineering marvel. 
that was really <laughs> that good. Kind of shift, shift. Uh, and also, I, I, the Nancy Pelosi, who's crazy, by the way. Like we didn't know that, you know. He throws that in. So he was on a bit of a roll uh, last night. He mentioned these polling numbers, CNN poll. This is a, this is, it's just hysterical. Donald Trump is a CNN poll. Donald Trump beats Joe Biden among men of color, forty-nine to forty-six percent. This is being described as, quote, shocking. The polling among black men show a stark contrast, I guess so, from the 2020 election. The numbers here show that 49% support Trump, 46% Biden. Black men. it, It is... You look at, and it's a poll, but still, how many polls can get dismissed? Democrats can say what they want. Van Jones, uh, what does he said? Quote, shocking, shocking. The black male, it's a stunner. Black women have been in the lead, but black men haven't been that far behind. So they're starting to think for themselves a little bit here. They're getting a little out of control. They're really going to have to figure out how it is to, to get them right back on the plantation. There's that whole off the plantation movement that some of these black Americans have been talking about. Getting out of that mindset that you have to be tied to one political party and to have more black men saying that they support Donald Trump than Joe Biden has got to be a horrifying prospect for the Democrat Party. This, of course, is the Republican that can't beat Joe Biden. News in 60 seconds. I'm Nick Reed.